Hello and welcome to Zero, our weekly newsletter repackaged in audio form because sometimes listening is just easier than reading. In Zero, we focus on four things. First is climate finance and startups such as venture capital and impact investing. The second is conscious leadership, including social equity and more visionary thinking. The third is personal development and productivity, including better routines and just getting more done. And then uh, number four, attempts, underscore attempts at humor, because life's too important uh, to be so serious all the time. All right, let's dive in. Okay, here we are in this May 4th issue of Zero. Again, I think most of you know this by now, but you can access the written version of this uh, Substack newsletter uh, uh, online. Again, Zero at, uh, at Substack. Uh, all right, so first story here, climate risk disclosure uh, requiring versus asking. I think you guys know where this is going. Are we about to begin mandatory climate disclosure uh, in the US? Uh, at least two public giants, big companies, I think so. Uh, and I quote here from uh, Mindy Luber, CEO, CEO over at Ceres in a Forbes article called The Time for Mandatory Climate Disclosure is Now. Uh, the quote is, both Apple and Salesforce are calling on the SEC to issue rules to require that companies disclose third-party audited emissions information to the public, covering all scopes of emissions, direct and indirect, and the value chain, end quote. So uh, on one hand, uh, it's, uh, it's easy for companies like these two with low carbon footprints to take the lead on this topic, knowing that more carbon-intensive blue-chip peers could be hit harder uh, financially. Um, on the other hand, uh, peer pressure is awesome when it creates more positive outcomes uh, like this. So, you know, is this the, the start of more dominoes falling, if you will, uh, with, you know, big corporates uh, advocating, uh, not resisting or not waiting for clarity around uh, climate uh, risk disclosure? Um, let's see, the, 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 the kind of follow on to this story here. Maybe this kind of disclosure is good for more companies than we think. A recent Harvard Business Review article notes the following, and I've got three uh, excerpts here from the article, as well as, of course, a link to it in the electronic version of Zero. The first, and I quote, the extent of climate risk disclosure increases by approximately 4.6% uh, for each environmental, I'm sorry, environment-related shareholder proposer, proposal that is submitted and that the effect rises to 6.8% when environmental shareholder activism is more effective, uh, is initiated by institutional shareholders with a long-term holding uh, vision. So anyway, the, these shareholder proposals matter. They do help drive, this is my commentary, they do help drive uh, the extent of climate risk disclosure and no surprise, it matters more when it's an institutional shareholder uh, making this request. Se second excerpt here, the stock market responds favorably to such disclosures 
with the disclosing firm's stock price increasing by 1.2% on average in the days following a disclosure. And in uh, quote, in, in a sense, more information better than, uh, than less, although question mark if, if the information is really bad. Uh, for example, hey, look, our, our you know, climate risks are huge. It would seem that uh, the response may not match this positive uh, reaction from the market. Third excerpt here, this suggests that investors value higher transparency with respect to climate change risks and that disclosure tends to benefit disclosing companies. Put differently, and I'm still quoting, investors dislike uncertainty and are willing to pay a premium for less opaque companies, end quote. Let's go on here, different, uh, di different article I'm, I'm tying to. I'm saying, look, let's hope this happens soon or something happens soon. If not, the following will continue to happen. And the article I'm, I'm referencing is pretty shocking, or, or maybe it's not, depending on whether you tend to be a pessimist, optimist, or however you define a realist. 60 of the, of the world's largest banks have invested $3.8 trillion in fossil fuels since the Paris Agreement. This is covered by C, CNBC. Again, 60 of the world's largest banks investing $3.8 trillion with a T in fossil fuels since the Paris Agreement. Of course, the comment here is, you know, put, put your head in the sand much. Um, upfront, upfront fees uh, may be nice, but stranded assets, well, uh, not so much. For a sense of scale, uh, the Financial Times in February estimated about $900 billion in stranded assets for just the energy sector. So take a big pause on those uh, stats there. All right. Let's move on. Uh, second story here. The title is, Can Diverse Investors Be Better Investors? Uh, first, I want to uh, just acknowledge the, the inspiration and in, in the research for this, this part of Zero uh, comes from Marilyn Waite. Uh, she is a Climate and Clean Energy Finance Program Officer at the William and Flora Hewlett, sorry, Hewlett uh, Foundation, and she covered this in a GreenBiz article where she writes uh, from time time on important topics here. Um, secondly, some stats about demographics for U.S. investment professionals that she, she's curated. I've got three of them here. Uh, number one, partners in venture capital firms are only 4.1% female. And of those women, 67% uh, are white. Next at 98.7% of mutual fund, hedge fund, private equity, and real estate fund managers are led by white males. And the third stat, 79% of employees at ESG funds are white, according to uh, a 2019 survey. I've got links, of course, to all of the sources uh, for these uh, stats. Thirdly, I want to just maybe state the obvious that it should not be a secret that diversity can boost profits, aside from being, oh, I don't know, a lot more fun and interesting as well. And on that topic, there, there are a number of places you could look uh, to you know, see third-party research on the business benefits of more diverse teams, but I've got a link to a good summary from uh, the World Economic Forum as well. Fourth and last in this particular section on you know, can diverse investors be better investors, I've got four 
uh, four resources here that I've learned about, and you know, partly through uh, through Marilyn's article. The first, uh, BC Include has a diverse climate fund manager initiative, quote unquote, um, or rather, quote, engaging diverse emerging managers that are addressing climate change in their strategy. You can go to the link here I've got in uh, in the newsletter to uh, to learn more and, and a shout out to uh, uh, to Taj and uh, Bahia over there uh, for their leadership on combining these um, these these threads or worlds of diverse fund management with uh, climate uh, challenges and opportunities. The second uh, is referred to as due diligence 2.0 commitment, and it's a series of nine steps to diversify talent and leadership in climate finance. So I'll let you dig into those nine steps in detail. I'm not gonna go through them here just for brevity's sake and to, to tease you to go to their actual site as well. Of course, a link in uh, the newsletter. Third uh, bullet here, uh, get to know more diverse asset managers, whether that's minority, women, veteran, or uh, disabled owned. And there's a directory I've, I've linked to in, uh, or rather from Emerging Manager uh, Monthly. The last, uh, um, uh, Marilyn and uh, Hannah Davis over at Techstars, they have put together uh, an Airtable uh, list of women and BIPOC climate fund investment advisors and asset managers. So it's, it's, a, it's a great start. And, uh, and I would encourage you all to uh, perhaps reach out if you, if you are one of those such people not yet on the list, so we can grow this list and, and find ways to, again, increase uh, diverse leadership in uh, climate finance. All right, cool. Let's go to the third uh, topic here. It's, pr it's, pretty, uh, it's a pretty long one. Um, I am uh, giving a, a, a shout out and, and a big thank you to 19 awesome climate finance and startup uh, CEO guest speakers uh, in a few classes that I just wrapped up uh, teaching at Duke University. And uh, look, I, I would encourage you know those of you uh, listening or of course reading uh, the newsletter to find ways to you know look, collaborate with these folks, support uh, their, their work, et cetera, et cetera. Great, great humans doing important work. Let me just read through these. And again, links to their LinkedIn profile as well as their uh, their company uh, in in the newsletter. So first, from our energy finance course that I uh, had the pleasure of, of co-teaching with uh, Dr. Emma Raziel, Associate Chair of Economics at Duke. So we had four uh, four cool speakers here: Matt Eggers at Breakthrough Energy Ventures, Andrew Ellenbogen uh, at EIG Partners, which is uh, energy private equity uh, capital. Brad Doxer, uh, CEO at Green Generation. Uh, that's green real estate uh, strategy as well as the prop tech uh, investment. So serving both REITs as well as the startups coming to you know, innovate in the green real estate space. Aaron Ratner, president at Cross River Infrastructure Partners. So carbon upcycling, hydrogen and renewable energy project development. Next class was uh, clean tech startups and investors. Uh, really fun roster here. Ryan Kushner uh, over at Third Derivative. Obviously, I think many of you know this, but a, a, a new and, and powerful uh, catalytic startup accelerator. Cody Sims at, at Techstars, obviously a household, household name to this, to, to this, my audience here. 
Abe Yokel, uh, co-founder at Congruent Ventures. So I've uh, been around a long time uh, on the kind of climate tech VC. And I believe I saw a, uh, a recent announcement, I'm recording this a bit, a bit late, uh, of their next fund uh, closing. So kudos to those guys. Uh, Allison Myers, principal at Buoyant uh, Ventures, teaming up with Nancy Fran uh, Amy, rather, Francetic, uh, kind of combining uh, you know, uh, energy tech, climate tech, and digitization uh, as a climate uh, a VC investor. Pondway Gibson, CEO of Ecotech Vision, distributed green tech manufacturing. Amy DeFore at, uh, at, at Prime Impact Fund, so seed and early stage uh, climate tech VC investment. And then Diego uh, Saez Gill, CEO of uh, Pachama, combining machine learning with satellite imaging to measure captured carbon in forests. Holy cow, super, super cool. The, uh, the last bucket of speakers comes from a, a third class, Clean Energy in Emerging Markets, which I get to co-teach with uh, off-grid energy rock star, uh, Jonathan Phillips, who directs the Duke Energy, uh, energy Access Project. The first here is Kate Steele, co-founder uh, and COO of Nithio. So credit, intelligence, and financing for Africa, or rather African off-grid or energy access uh, projects. Uh, Sam Kwon, Senior Director for Energy at the Millennium Challenge Corporation, which is a US foreign assistance agency providing investment to alleviate poverty, in this case, through, uh, through, through um, uh, investing in energy projects. Nicole Poindexter, CEO of Energicity, Solar and Storage Mini Grids for West Africa, and excited to have Nicole as part of our uh, climate CEO group at Entrepreneurs for Impact as well. Christina Skirka, CEO of Power for All, they are building uh, really kind of the, the global market and supporting policymaking with 200 plus partners in the off-grid energy access world. Ken Newcomb, CEO of Sequest Capital, uh, an off-grid power and clean cooking uh, project developer uh, with, uh, with, a, with, a, with a partnership with Macquarie uh, to fund uh, some of this, this work. Kelly Carlin, manager over at RMI and Third Derivative, so business model innovation for off-grid energy. And then finally, Jim Walker, senior, direct, senior director over at Sustainable Energy for All, which United Nations connected financing for off-grid energy. What, what, a, what a cool roster of folks to, to get to know and find ways to partner with. All right, last, last section here, pretty, pretty brief. Uh, it's, I've got a, a, a few numbers here, three by three by three or three X, three X, three uh, from McKinsey and Company on how to learn. So as I read here, summer is almost here. Uh, as such, what could be more fun than learning something new? Of course, I'm absolutely serious. Um, or, or as I would suggest, or I am suggesting to my three kids, sometimes met with looks of confusion and concern, um, as in like, daddy, is that really what summer is about? I thought we were done learning for the summer. Oh, contraire, not in the wedding household. This method from McKenzie, which I've got a link to, uh, might just be uh, the distillation that you need to chart out and accomplish these goals. What's with these numbers? Love the simplicity. So the first three, three things you want to learn. Cool, pretty manageable. Three months to learn them. So it's time bound, right? Not forever. And then three people with whom uh, you'd like to learn, right? Again, thinking about accountability uh, along this path. You know, maybe they're friends, maybe they're coworkers, maybe they're outside your job. 
But again, about three by three, three things you want to learn, three months to learn them, and three people with whom you want to learn them. By the way, sounds a little bit like what we're doing on steroids with our Climate CEO Mastermind at Entrepreneurs for Impact. All right, cool. That's a wrap uh, uh, for today, folks. Hope, this, hope, you, hope you enjoyed and more to come next week. Thanks for listening to Zero. If you've got feedback, please connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, that's Chris Wedding. And uh, drop me a note. Uh, feedback is, as they say, uh, the breakfast of champions. All right. Uh, I know you hear the following request a lot, so just uh, just bear with me here. Uh, we'd really appreciate it if you left a review and subscribed to Climate Torch. Um, this is not for us. This really helps others discover this content and join the cause of tackling climate change through finance and startups by really learning about uh, super cool uh, uh, growing uh, climate startups and investors in the space that have that have learned a thing or two. So we don't need to repeat uh, the same mistakes. Got to get there quicker. All right. Until next time, make it a great week, because if you don't, well, who will? All right. All done. Peace.